Thank you, Anne, and welcome everybody to what promised to be some uh, slightly different services for the summer. We had a little bit of a practice last week, didn't we? After the, the children had gone off to have their party, we, we tried to engage our inner children a little bit and do some creative stuff. Um, and I'm hoping that everybody will at least give it a go over these few weeks. There's going to be no boring sermons. There will just be very short thought for the day each week relating to the Bible readings. There will always be some prayers. There will always be some singing. And there will be some different ways to connect with the stories and ideas that we're thinking about. And the challenge really, if you're an adult, is to go away and put it all together when you get home. Okay? It's not just for me to do the work and then give you the answers. It's to give you some things to take away and play with. We're going to begin by singing the first hymn, number 517 in the hymn book. It is also on the screen. Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy. And if you're able to stand as we sing, please do. So, having sung our praises, let's come to God in prayer. We pray together. Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy, we thank you for this day when we can meet together to worship in song, action and prayer. We thank you for every person who is here, long-time member, recent joiner, 
or first-time visitor. We thank you for the good things that bring us joy. Lord of all eagerness, Lord of all faith, sometimes we feel eager and other times we feel reluctant. But however we feel, you welcome us. We thank you for the gift of faith, the ability to believe what we cannot prove, to trust what we cannot see. We thank you for all that our faith in Christ means to us. Lord of all kindliness, Lord of all grace, these are aspects of your character on which we depend because sometimes we are neither kind nor gracious. We're sorry for the things we've done that we now regret and for the things we failed to do we now wish we had done. We thank you that you will deliberately forget these confessed sins and let us start afresh. Lord of all gentleness, Lord of all calm, in the buzz of all-age worship and in the busyness of everyday life, we need places and spaces of stillness. Hold each one of us as you hold all creation in the safe embrace of your love. We thank you that you are with us throughout every moment of every day and we offer our prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I actually need some technology lessons to get this to work better. I'm having to use hyperlinks to get this to happen. But we have a video. So that's the song that's been written and recorded for the Commonwealth Games. And can I encourage you to do as it says at the end and download that track from iTunes because UNICEF is the charity the Commonwealth Games are supporting this year. Um, I've downloaded it and paid for it, so I think I'm allowed to use the video on that basis, but you're not supposed to just, like, steal the video. So it's, it's only about 70, 80 pence, and that's all raising money for, for UNICEF, so great to have a go at that. Now then, I did send out an email to see if anybody was brave enough to come wearing anything that signifies a team or they've been, they're part of, or something they've done, a sporting activity they've uh, been involved in. So if any really brave people who've done that would like to come out, we can have a quick look at those tops. Um, we don't need the medals at the moment, but we can, you can keep them on if you've got them on, that's fine. But it's just to see some of the tops that people are wearing. And don't be shy. Okay, we'll just get the microphone down and see... Who we've got and what we've got. We've even got one or two very shy ones at the back. So first of all, thank you to these very brave people um, who, not quite knowing what I was going to make them do, still did it. So, Alison. I'm wearing a necky from the Cayley Camp, and the Cayley Camp celebrated 100 years of Girl Guides in the UK. Fantastic. And it says on the back of it, if I remember right, Caledonia 2010. So was that for everybody, or was that to say you were from Scotland? It was to say I was from Scotland. Fantastic. So that's great. So lots of guides all in different uniforms, but did you all have the red neckers? We did. Fantastic. Now, we look like we have a family over here. Uh, And this says, the Bank of Scotland, Great Scottish Run 2013, or 2013. I'm never sure how you meant to say these things. So who's going to tell me about that? Freya? 
Well, we did the Great Scottish Run and I did the two and a half K and they did the um, mile. Wow. So, yeah. You did a mile, Sarah? Goodness gracious me, that's very impressive. And two and a half K is that's a bit further than a mile, is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm not very good sure. with Ks and miles. <laughs> See, I did a 20 mile last week and one of my friends said, oh, you did a 20 K. I, no, I did 20 miles. <laughs> So fantastic. And you've all got... Did, did Dad do it as well? Yeah. Yes, and how far did Dad do? You did a mile. Uh, oh, I right. ran with Sarah. Oh, I yes. see. It tells us on it how far you did. Fantastic. And the year before, the, the four of us had all done the, the family mile together. Fantastic. Excellent. And um, Paul? Well, we went to the running festival at um, Inverness. So the, the whole family had to get involved because Rico wanted to run the marathon. So the rest of us had to go and run the 5K while, while she was out. And uh, I, was, I was accompanying Ailey, so we walked most of it. <laughs> okay. But she was quite wee then, She was quite... It? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and, she, and I believe she runs quite well now. She does run very well. Fantastic. Oh, sorry. University of Stellenbosch uh-huh. in South Africa. Right. Their campus is amazing. Okay, so you're t- celebrating a university campus. That's fantastic. Excellent. Anybody else wearing anything else that represents anything? Well, thank you very much to those people for coming and sharing with us uh, about what you're wearing and the different um, teams, the different activities that we have been part of. It's really, really good. When you go out, um, like I did last Saturday, not Saturday, yesterday, the Saturday before, to do one of these big events and everybody is wearing the same top, there's a real sense of all being in it together, isn't there? You've all got the same T-shirt on. You can spot each other, and there's a sense of, yeah, this is, this is us together. But actually, there's an even bigger team that we're all part of, and that's kind of team human race. Um, so we're going to sing a version of He's Got the Whole World in His Hands now. Um, it is on the sheet, and if I remember rightly, we have got a year in it, and we have to sing it as 2014 to make it fit near enough the tune. If you try singing 2014, even Paul can't make that work. and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the opening ceremony of Hillhead Games 2014. Everyone has been gathering for a while and there is a buzz of excitement for what will happen next. So over to Ian Inquisitive for the latest news. 
I'm the inquisitive. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Yes, the things are really hotting up now as we await the lighting of the game's candle. Let's see. Ah, yes, here comes Bethany to light the candle. So there you have it. Candle lit. Let the fun begin. Thanks, Ian. That's great. I'm sure there'll be lots more excitement to come over the next few weeks as we celebrate together. So we continue with a rather silly song, which again has suffered from the adaptation pen of me. Um, It's based on the Graham Kendrick song from about mm, 20 years ago. Whether you're one or whether you're two or three or four or five, and then we have a change, 60, 70, 80, 90, rather than 6, 7, 8, 9. It's good to be alive. I think we'll stay seated because it's not well known. But we'll give it a go. Thanks, Paul. Now, you can't have games without games. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be playing some games that you won't have heard of, but uh, will hopefully be a little bit of fun. And today, we're going to have the Grabbit Championships. Anybody played Grabbit before? And Alison's played Grabbit before. Well, hey, it might be the same Grabbit that Alison's played on it. Might not. Oh, we've got an extra prop on the table. Okay, I would like two people who, any age, who think they're good at strategy. Because this is kind of a strategy game. And if nobody volunteers, of course, I will just come and pick somebody and we'll get Bonnie to um, organise it, I think. Okay, see, Bonnie's just checking the cups. Are they all okay, Bonnie? Yep. Should we put them on the table that way up? Okay. Right, if there's no volunteers, I'm going to pick two people. Okay, Addy, we'll have you. 
And it's interesting to see who looks at their feet. Um, who should we have? Neil, we'll have you. So, Addy on this side and Neil on this side. And this could be very interesting with Bonnie to help us out. Okay, we have 20 paper cups on the table. And you have to take turns to remove one, two, or three cups. And the object of the game is not to be left with the last one to take. So the idea is you get so there's just one left on the table. Now you have to do this quite quickly because the rest of us... At the end of the game, there should be one left on the table. Each turn, you can take three, two, or one cup. So the strategy is in deciding how many to take. Now, this could take all day. So we're going to count them, three, two, one, go, for their turns. Is that all right? And I think Bonnie can referee this because she's clearly very good at it. Who would like to go first? I forgot to bring a coin to toss. On your go. Okay, so (laughs) Addy first. Are we ready? Three, two, one, go. Only three is the maximum you can take. (laughs) One, two, or three. You can take one, two, or three. So start again. Three, two, one, go. 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 Okay. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Yes, Neil. Well done. Neil's winner. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. So you can have a go at that um, later on if you fancy that one. How did it feel playing that game? Was it a bit strange? Yeah? A bit strange because you didn't know how to play it? Or a bit strange because we were using a funny idea of who won? Because most games you want to get everything, wouldn't you? And in this game you were trying to not get everything. It was a bit like pointless on the television, only probably even more pointless. Well, Dave is going to read us a story now, or tell us a story now, um, which will take us on a little bit more in our thinking. So, thank you, David. Hello, everyone. The story I'm reading is based on a Bible passage in Mark, chapter 9, verses 33 to 37. And it's called, Who is the Greatest? Jesus and his friends had been walking to a place called Capernaum. On the way, the friends had been squabbling. So when they got inside the house where they were staying, Jesus asked them, What were you squabbling about? They all looked at each other and felt very silly because they'd been squabbling about which one of them was the best and the most important, who was first or the top of the list of good disciples. So they didn't say anything. Jesus sat down. I wondered if he was feeling a bit cross or a bit sad about how they were behaving. In the house was a little child. So Jesus called her over and sat her on his knee. Then he called his friends over. Look, he said, you are all squabbling about who is the best disciple, and none of you is. See this little child who knows they aren't big or important, who knows there is lots to learn and an exciting world to explore. That's what you should be like. If you want to be first, 
then you have to put yourself last and help other people. If you welcome little children and unimportant people, then you're also welcoming me and even welcoming God. The disciples were a bit ashamed and they tried to change the subject. Thank you. That's um, a very reasonable paraphrase. It's a reasonable paraphrase because I wrote it, but that's a story from from Mark's Gospel um, about people who thought they were really important and better for some reason or another. Perhaps uh, Peter thought he was the best fisherman and perhaps Matthew thought he was the best tax gatherer ever and perhaps somebody else thought they were the tallest disciple. Now, I did invite people if they had medals or certificates or... um, badges if they would like to bring those along to share and maybe some people have got those as well as the people who've already showed us them uh, maybe there are some other people who've got something to show and if you'd like to come forward and show those that would be great come on girls you've got loads of medals you look like proper proper olympic or commonwealth athletes these two oh fantastic lots of stuff coming out can you come towards the middle so everybody can see you Okay, right. Who should we go? I think we'll go with the girls first, shall we? So, Sarah and Freya, can you tell us what your medals are for? This one's for everybody in their school got them. Um, we didn't get them, we just got them to remind us of the Commonwealth Games. That's fantastic. It says Legacy 2014 Commonwealth Games. What else have you got? You've got loads, this girl. Um, I've got two from the Great Scottish Run. Wow, Scottish Run 2012 and Scottish Run 2013. Fantastic. Fire, what have you got? Yeah, I've got the same ones. I do have a 2012 one, but I couldn't find it. Oh, um, they should do that, don't they? They hide. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got this one. Yeah, the Lord Provost gave everyone in the school one. So we can show those to everybody else after the service. Uh, on this side, Alison, what have you got to show us? Bit of a theme here, I'm afraid, but these are all the badges you could get if you participated in the centenary year. Right, so the Girl Guide Centenary have some really wonderful-looking badges there. Uh, look great. We're very keen on badges. Indeed. Okay, over to this side again, and we'll go to Jeff, who's got a cup to show us. Just the yeah. best oncologist in Scotland? Uh, no, uh, you won't be surprised to learn that this wasn't a cup for any athletic or uh, uh, sporting activity. This says Top Recruiter 2011. About five years ago, we were a bit worried that uh, the number of patients we were putting into trials in our research unit was dropping every year, and there were lots of reasons for that. And we decided that we would put resource to the people who had been most productive. And we had started collecting individual consultants' figures for how many patients you put into trials, and some of us get very competitive. Well, I do. I don't think anybody else supported, actually. And the first year, when we did it, they gave me a box of chocolates, which, okay. The second year, um, I got a cup individualised, and then when I did it for the third year, running, I thought I'd better do some bit more, and I got given this cup for Top Recruiter 2011. The following year, it was getting a bit boring, and I thought they would run out of things to do, but they did give me a T-shirt, which I wasn't brave enough to wear this morning. Uh, I've never been brave enough to walk around in a T-shirt which has my name on the front, followed by the words, I like to be on top. Um, um, <laughs> so I didn't wear that this morning, just brought the cup along. Thank you. Probably wouldn't quite fit with our theme either. Uh, Anne, what have you brought to show us? I brought my Blue Peter badge. Ooh. Yes. It's, um, it's just about holding together. It's 53 years old. Wow, that's yeah. older than me, that badge. <laughs> yeah. But Anne was very little then. Yeah, it was eight. And what did you win your blue piece about for, do you remember? Yeah, it was a quiz about Norway, and I had a Norwegian pen pal, so I knew about Norway. Uh-huh. Oh, very good, so that's good. And we have Graham. 
This is just the the medal the, the uh, medal that goes with the T-shirt. So this is the the Great Scottish Run 2013 medal, Fantastic. same as the girls have got. Thank you. And I've got mine from last week, just to prove that I did my my pink ribbon walk last week. Um, I think it might clatter on the thingy. Um, so I got one of those. And what's interesting with a lot of these trophies and things, some of them are for people who were the best for winning a competition or being the recruited the most people to trials. That gives me a whole new view of oncology, but there we go. But some of them, like these ones, actually, you get them for taking part, don't you? So whether you're first or last or in the middle, you get one of these. And, and different distances, but on, I noticed with this one, and I think on yours, it doesn't say what distance. So that's good, because you're all just as important. If you'll say what distance on it, it doesn't matter if it does. But I think it just says that you were in it. So different awards we get for taking part. So can we thank those people who've come out and, and shared? Okay. So as I said, I got this pink ribbon medal last Saturday. I walked 20 miles in a personal best time of 5 hours 40 minutes, that's 17 minutes a mile, which is a heck of a lot faster than I expected to do. It was really muddy, and it was really wet, but it was great fun, and everybody was united in trying to raise money for a good cause, and whether you did 10 miles or 20 miles, or even if you had to get a lift to the finish line, you got the same medal. I wonder if you were listening carefully to that story that David read for us, because Jesus said something really strange. He said, the first will be last, and the last will be first. But what does that mean? I think it means that Jesus sees things differently from the way that people do. Being able to run the fastest actually isn't any better than somebody else. It's just different. Recruiting the most people to your oncology trial doesn't actually make you better than the person who is doing a lot of orthopaedic surgery. It just means different skills used differently. Some people can spell really hard words. Who can spell really hard words? Anybody? Nobody. Okay. Some people are really good at sums. Anybody really good at sums? I used to be. Yep, Freya is fantastic. We'll have to have a competition sometime, Freya, and I'm sure you beat me. Some people can play really difficult music, but none of those things make you better. They just mean you're different. And what Jesus actually said to his friends was this. If you're really good at something, whatever it is, you should help the people who perhaps aren't so good at that thing. So if you're a good runner, you should help people who find running difficult. If you're good at writing, you could help people who find writing difficult. If you're good at organising and speaking out, perhaps you could organise and speak out for people who find that difficult. Or to help them to find their voice so they can speak out for themselves, which was what we were celebrating yesterday, those of us that went to the Poverty Truth Commission. He also said, though, that grown-ups should look at little children and learn from them as well as the other way around. See, little children, sometimes they get a bit fidgety when I talk too long. But that's okay. Perhaps you do, really, the grown-ups, and you're just too polite to tell me. But the things we can learn for children are about curiosity, about creativity, 
about generosity of spirit. It's lovely when you see our children in Sunday school, how they look out for each other and work together. And Jesus said, you know, that's the kind of things I want you grown-ups to learn. And of course it's good to celebrate the things that we've got. And we all like to have medals and certificates. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that Anne's treasured her Blue Peter badge so long? Because we all like those things. We all like somebody to say, well done. Of course we do. And so we should. But it doesn't mean we're better because we've got them or not so good because we haven't. The really best thing, as well as celebrating what we are good at, is to share our skills with other people and to remember that God loves everybody just the same, whoever they are. We're going to sing a song now, and we might be using this one a few times over the summer. It comes from New Zealand, and it's a song about the sort of relationship between sport and faith. Celebrate all human beauty caught in colour, form and face. Just before we do that, I meant to show you this picture of the Commonwealth Games medals. There's a sneaky link to Hillhead Baptist Church with these Commonwealth Games medals. And unfortunately, the person's not here today, probably because she's stuck in a studio making them. Because Emma Sterling is actually working really hard to get all these made in time for the Commonwealth Games. And two weeks ago, she said to me, I'm really sorry, I've got to go. I've got to go and make medals for the Commonwealth Games. Not many ministers get that at the door. Uh, They hadn't started on the bronze ones at that point. So lots of work going on to make these lovely medals. And that's Emma using the skills that she's got to do something that other people will enjoy. So we're going to sing together. The tune will be known. Celebrate all human beauty, caught in colour, form and face.
We're going to have our prayers now, and our prayers today are going to be interactive. And over the the summer weeks, we're going to try different ways of praying together. Some will be through action, some will be through words, some will be through silence. Has anybody ever um, come across the idea of arrow prayers? Anybody, when they were younger, heard the, the, the phrase arrow prayers? Or is that exclusively a weird English thing? Maybe it's a weird English thing. Arrow prayers are those really short prayers that we say during the day when something suddenly pops into our head and we think we want to say something to God. So it could be, for example, if you saw some beautiful flowers and you said, thank you God for the flowers. Or it could be if you saw somebody who was struggling and you just said in your head, please God, will you help that person? So they're really short They're not thought about too much, and they come very much from the heart rather than from a lot of thinking. Well, one of the suggestions we have in the the material I'm using is that we do javelin prayers, which are a bit like arrow prayers, except they're physical. Uh, And you'll need some paper. So, um, Freya and Sarah, would you like to hand out some paper? Everybody's... So I can hear a few groans from that side, so we'll give them double lots to do, shall we? So if everybody has a piece of paper, and when you get your piece of paper, if you would like to start folding it into a paper aeroplane. Now, if you're not very good at paper aeroplanes, maybe somebody sitting next to you is good at paper aeroplanes. Do you want to pass some to the people in the middle? But we need, ideally, a paper aeroplane each, because these will be the basis (laughs) of our javelin prayers. Now, it doesn't matter if they're good at flying or not flying, if you make brilliant paper aeroplanes or not very brilliant paper aeroplanes. In the best Blue Peter tradition, here is one I prepared earlier. You'll also need a pencil, so some pencils are coming round as well. So don't forget, if if people around you aren't sure how to make paper aeroplanes, if you can help them, that would be great. Um, We need some pencils, sorry, to go round to everybody because we need one each. Let's take a handful to go the other way. Okay. When you've got your aeroplane and a pencil... You might like to write or draw on it something or someone that you would like to say thank you to God for or about. So it could be draw a picture of the sunshine to say thank you for the sunshine. It could be you write the name of a person. You might do it both. But something to say thank you to God. You don't have to write lots of words, just a name, a thing. Whatever. And don't worry if your paper aeroplane's not perfect because nobody's checking up on them. Okay, so hopefully we've all got something to say thank you to God for. What would be good then is to add on 
one thing for your family and your friends. So again, you could write it or you could draw it. Something you want to ask God for your family or your friends. Or both. And then something you'd like to ask God for the Commonwealth Games. So again, you can draw something, you can write something. It doesn't need to be a sentence, though. Just a word or a phrase or a little picture or a swiggle. Something for this nation of Scotland that you would like to pray to God. And then for one other country, particular grown-ups might have another country in your mind that you think there's something there, you'd like to pray for God's help or God's um, healing, God's love, something like that in that situation, just to write or draw something for that country or those countries. And then when you've done that, last but not least, one thing that's really important to you, something of your own choice, something that matters to you that you would like to commend to God. I think most people look like they've done that. Okay, now is kind of the fun bit, maybe, when you get to throw your javelins. And the idea, we don't want to actually hurt anybody, is that we're going to send our prayers sort of upwards towards God, but also across the room to swap with somebody else so that we can take that javelin with us to give us some thoughts for our prayers in the week to come. Okay, so if you're ready, on the count, we'll count down from five, five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, so everybody needs to have one to take home. Uh, There's a lot in the middle, so you might have to jump out of your chairs to get them. Has anybody not got... This is clearly mine, because it landed on the communion table. Very good. That's one that's returned, so... Oh, right. Anybody not got a, a... Javelin to take away. Some at the back, right. If anybody's got two javelins, could they swap with somebody? So we can take those javelin prayers home with us to help us pray during the week. But just to wrap all those prayers up together, I'm going to say a very short prayer. Thank you, God, that our prayers can be short or long and you treat them all the same. Thank you that prayers can be fun as well as serious. As we offer our prayers and take with us those of other people, help us to remember what Jesus said, that we should love and help each other and never think we're better or worse than others just because we're different. Amen. And we continue to respond to God as we take up our offering.
loving God on this sunny Sunday, we have so much to be thankful for. And as we make these our gifts of money, we ask that what we have thought about today would shape the way we spend it, that we will use it to serve other people who may be different from us or like us, as we share the love of Jesus in this area and throughout the world. Amen. Now, we're going to be a bit international over the summer and sing different songs from around the Commonwealth, so we have one for you today. Only one verse in a non-English language, and then we move into English. Can you say that? If you can do that, you'll get on fine. Over to Paul. Thank you. delight in who we are, knowing our worth in God's sight, and to share our faith in Christ in gentle love, gracious service, and eager activity, this day and always. Amen. 